The following is a presentation of the Connection Church, a place where people are being set free. If you'd like to know more information about our community, you can join us online at connectionchurchnc.com. Give God praise for what's already happened in this place this morning. You guys can have a seat. Continue to give him praise like you mean it, church. Listen, the churches have been quiet for way too long. And as Pastor Bradley has already said, listen, we're going to have a good time in this place this morning. Is that okay? And if some of you need to take your coat and tie off so that you can unwind a little bit, it's okay. Listen, you look great in your coat and ties. I've just gotten so big over the last couple of years that mine don't fit anymore. Or I would have it on. Hey, hey, listen, let's just be interactive here for just a few minutes this morning if we can. I love Christmas time for many reasons. I love turning on the TV and watching some wonderful Christmas shows and Christmas movies. Let's keep it PG-13 at least in here this morning, all right? But what are some of your favorite TV shows and Christmas movies? Go ahead and shout them out. What are they? Elf, I knew that was coming. What else? Charlie Brown Christmas. What else? Rudolph. Why are all the kids yelling, adults? Come on. The Grinch. You guys need to be doing more praying and reading your Bibles and less watching TV. No wonder we're in the shape we're in. Phenomenal. But one of my favorites, man, I really love this time of year, but one of my favorite Christmas shows. You ready for this one? Anybody ever watch Undercover Boss? That's one of my favorite Christmas shows of all time. You're like, this guy is on drugs. What's he talking about? Listen, no, I'm not. My grandmother's here, so you guys be nice. All right? Listen, I love Undercover Boss. I, I love the fact... Let's just be real for one second. Can you imagine what it would be like if God did Undercover Boss? Some of you just got scared. Listen, I'm not going deep in theology right now. I know God's omnipresent. I know He's omniscient. I know He knows everything. But can you imagine if God showed up Undercover Boss at your work? I hope He doesn't come Undercover Boss at our office and we're a church. Right? So I love Undercover Boss, man, because man, it's a family show that we can sit there and watch together. And man, it just pulls at your heartstrings, doesn't it? It does, man. It's like one of those shows that makes you all emotional. And, and, and you know, if any of you know me well, I'm not that emotional of a person. I just turned 40 and I'm starting already to feel something. I think that's emotional. But, but I've learned what it is that causes us to be emotional people. And when I watch Undercover Boss, I know that my vagus nerve, that's what it's called, V-A-G-U-S, vagus nerve that is attached by hundreds and thousands of fibers down here in my heart region. Down here in my chest area is what's called this vagus nerve. And it goes all the way from my chest area all the way up to my, to my brain. It's attached. And this nerve is sending millions of signals on a constant basis. Like right now, it is sending the, the, the message of being nervous. Right, right now. The anxiousness that is in my body, it is causing my heart to raise just a little bit. And it's starting with this vagus nerve that is attached down here into my heart. 
And it's sending all of these messages to my brain. I want you to know something here this morning that maybe we've never taught. Maybe you've ever been taught or heard. But man, our hearts, our hearts are what drives our body. Like our heart is in control of our minds. You see, I think we've thought it just the opposite, that what we think and what we have up here in our brains causes us to act. But listen, the heart is what controls us. If you don't believe me, listen to a couple of these scriptures here this morning. They'll be on the screen so you can see them pretty easily. But listen, this is some bad news for us. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, it says this, that the heart is deceitful above all things and is beyond cure. He says this, who can understand it? I want you to understand what that scripture says and what it actually doesn't say. Most of us in this room would think that above everything else, our minds are what is beyond cure. But God says this, it's just the opposite, it's our hearts. I love this one right here. It comes from Luke chapter 6, verse 45, powerful passage of scripture. It says this, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his what? Okay. He brings the good stored up out of the goodness of his what? His heart. Notice that doesn't say your mind. He goes on and he says this. He says the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his what? You guys are catching on. For out of the overflow of his The mouth speaks. So let's do this. Take this home with you and try it. And I hope this happens today, and it probably will, right here in our parking lot. When someone pulls out in front of you, let's test the goodness that is stored up in your heart. Yeah, right here in the parking lot. Lord, you heard that, right? Check this out. I love this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. We've been talking a lot about your finances, our generosity, and the fact that we love to give here at this church. We've been in this series called The Blessed Life. And next Sunday, we're going to celebrate like we've never celebrated before at Connection Church on what God has done and the victories that have been accomplished next Sunday through this Blessed Life series. I can promise you. There may not be a dry eye in this church next week. Because during this series, God has been blowing our minds when people just like you, real people from this church, understanding what the blessed life is all about. You're going to hear more about that next week. But you've heard scripture like this before. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. And listen to this. It says, each man should give what he has decided in his what? Not his bank account, not his mind, not what his wife wants you to give, but 
God is saying here that each man should give what he has decided upon in his heart. Church, listen, today your heart is driving you. Your heart is your boss. It is not about what is in your mind, but it is about what is in your heart. And some of us in here, and I am guilty of it, I have set my mind on trying to be a better person. I have set my own will trying to stop doing this and to start doing that. I have tried, I have got on my knees, and I have prayed, God, help this sick mind of mine. God, why do these things come into my mind? Why is my brain acting this way? And I've been going about it all wrong. I've tried in the simple things of life to try in my mind to do better in eating. That failed yesterday. Somebody, while we were setting all this up, brought in a box of apple fritters from Granny's. It was Pastor Bradley. And I don't have the willpower in my mind to say no. I've tried it with exercising. My goodness, someone got us the gift of a membership at the Y for an entire year, and I have barely exercised once. Because in my mind, I'm trying to change this thing. But on a serious note, guys, listen, some of us in here, we come in with all kinds of addictions. We come in here with anger issues. We say we want to be more patient. We want to be more forgiving. We want to be in love with Jesus more. And we start in our minds, and that's the wrong place to start. Listen, guys, we have to have all of this life change thing start right here with our hearts according to what God says. Just for a few minutes, I want to talk to you about the Israelites. Back in the Old Testament, we're going to be in the book of Ezekiel for just a minute. And if I can just set the stage of what was taking place here with the prophet Ezekiel. Listen, the Israelites had botched it again. Like they had tried to straighten their way and do what God was saying, but they absolutely went way off course again. Anybody in here ever done that? Like they said, I'm waking up tomorrow and I'm going straight and narrow. And then it was lunchtime and you were like, man, I'm just going to forget it, right? That's how we are. The Israelites were the same way. They had done so many things contrary to God's word. Man, they were setting up idols. They were sinning like professionals. They were doing all kinds of things under their own power and strength. And their land had been ravaged. They were in captivity from the enemy. It was a bad day for the Israelites. And I guarantee you some of them, I guarantee you some of those Israelites had to say in their minds, We've done it now. Like we have finally broke the camel's back. We've done something and God's leaving us. I've made God so mad this time that he is no longer going to be our God. There's no way that God can love me anymore. And some of the Israelites had to think that they were done. I can't help but to think that some of us feel the same way. Like I've finally done enough wrong to where God doesn't love me anymore. I have actually broke the camel's back and God has removed his presence from me. Like God 
is no longer watching over me. Some of them probably just like us, just gave up. But then God comes and he says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, hey listen, I want you to say this to those people. And it's not what we would think he was going to say. You see, God is not interested in doing things the way you and I do them. Do you know that? You see, we as human beings operate in, well, the flesh. And we operate in the natural. But the God that we're here serving on this Christmas Sunday morning is He is the God who operates in the supernatural. Do you understand that? Because there are some of you here today daring God to move in your life. And can I tell you, he's operating and controlling the supernatural. And so God is not interested in fixing you. He's not. Like, he's not even interested in redeeming your old ways. He's just not. But God has something much greater in store for you than you could ever imagine. And it's exactly what he did with the Israelites. So in Ezekiel chapter 36, I want you to see what God said to the Israelites. Listen to this. He was getting ready to do something for the Israelites that they could never do for themselves. Listen to what he says. Ezekiel chapter 36 Look at verse 25. Verse 25, he says, I will sprinkle clean water on you. And he says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be cleansed. I will cleanse you. Please note here, he did not say, well, Scott, if you can do this, this, and this, And if you can do this, this, and this, in this correct order, and if you can do it for like three months straight, then I'm going to do this for you. No, please understand that these Israelites had totally ruined what God wanted to do with them. Like they messed it up more so probably than anyone in this room. And God knew that they were so far out there that it was only up to God to make things right. And I know some of us are in that situation this morning. Like it is beyond our control. And it is bad. And people are angry. And you're hurt. And you're full of shame. And you don't even know why you're here this morning. Because you've already said in your mind, you don't fit into this place. I'm not worthy. What are other people going to think of me? I don't know what to do next. And that's a wonderful place to be. Amen? Thank you. So God comes along and he says, you know what? I, I am going to do something that you never could do. So he says, I'm going to sprinkle water on you and you're going to become cleansed. I love what he says next. Same chapter. 
He says that I'm going to remove from you all your impurities and from all of your idols. Verse 26. Listen to this. Listen. Listen, I know there's a lot of distractions in here, but you need to hear this. Listen. This is not up to you, church. This is what God is wanting to do for you. And he says this, I, I will give you, like I will give you, I will give you a new what? I'll give you a new heart. All of us are in need of one. Because we've messed all of this stuff up. And all you have to do is just be willing to accept my gift. He says, I'm going to give you a new heart and I'm going to put a new spirit in you. And then I will remove from you your heart of stone. And I'll give you a heart of flesh. Some of us here today, we just need to be good receivers Because some of us in here, our hearts are stone. And this world has caused it. And we have no idea how to move, how to live, how to love. Because we need a new heart, not a new mind, church. You see, that is the way God created us. He created us to be emotional beings. That is why this vagus nerve was created in us. It was creating you to be attached to a very healthy heart so that it could receive and so it could send all of these signals to your brain and so that you would know how to move, so that you would know how to live and so you would know how to love people. That's how God created us. That's why, that's why I love Undercover Boss so much. Take a look at this clip. I thought you were an amazing associate. You're bubbly, you're full of energy, you interacted so positively with the customers. Take care, thank you. Bye-bye. When you notice someone walking in, just kind of, you know, hi, who are you? You know, you mentioned to me going through some transition with your housing. Yes, yes. Financially, being on my own is just not possible right now. Well, today I'm going to give you $5,000 towards your housing needs. You're lying. Are you guys being serious? I'm totally serious. Today's a day of truth. It was undercover before. This is real. I just don't know what to say. Another thing you told me about was your dreams of, for the future and, and your education. Yes. What, what's ahead of you? What's coming next? Nursing school. Is that your real passion? Nursing is my mom's passion. Okay, for, uh, for you. For me, yeah. But I want to be an esthetician. What, what would it cost to pursue the courses that you want? That's another five, ten thousand. 10000 So today I'm going to give you $10,000 to pursue that education. No way. Way. No way. No way. I feel like my heart's going to come out of my chest. (laughs) Sorry. You don't have anything to apologize. Shh. That'll get me where I want to be. That'll just help me have a career. I came from pretty humble beginnings in life. You know, my parents were always there for me, but we didn't have the means to kind of 
for them to put me through college. Mm -hmm. I did it the same way you did it. I, I took out a lot of loans. Tell me about your loans again. My balance, all in all, I've taken out like 50000 Well, Lexi, I have one more thing for you today. Please don't, because you're going to give me like a heart attack, seriously. I'm going to pay off your $50,000 of student loans. No. 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 It's going to happen. Clean start. Are you kidding? No. I'm not kidding. Much. You're a special person. You have an amazing future ahead of you. Can I like hug you? Is sure that okay? <laughs> Thank you so much. And see, that's why we love that show, don't you? <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's just because it's like an emotional roller coaster. It's not because you sit there in your recliner and get that lump in your throat because your vagus nerve is sending all that blood to your brain. That's not the reason we love that show. You see, God created us this way so that we could respond to messages just like that. You see, we love that show so much because the boss does something for someone else that that person could never do for themselves. He says, I love about my God. I love the fact that my God loves to lavish things on me that I could never do for myself. And he does the same thing for every one of his children. God is doing things in your midst right now, whether you realize it or not, that you can never do for yourself. You see, I do love that show, but I don't want you to miss this this morning. This stuff, it's not about a fresh start, church. And it's not even about a clean slate. But Jesus came to this earth, God with us, Emmanuel. He came to live and to die so that you and I could have something that we could never do on our own. And what he's doing here today in our midst is he is saying to every single one of you, he is saying, I want to give you something that you cannot get on your own. I want to give you, I want to give you a brand new heart. And I want to promise you that this new heart that God offers to you is not a fresh start. It is not a clean slate, but it is a brand new life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a brand new creation. It says that the old is gone and the new life has come. I know we have a lot of people who grew up in church here. I'm one of those. And I want you to hear me. If that's you today, God's not trying to clean you up and to fix you. No, God is wanting to give you something brand new for you to walk in. He's wanting you to have a new life, a life that is perfect, just like his son Jesus is perfect. 
He's wanting to give you all the attributes that his son Jesus had when he walked this earth. Listen, if you grew up in the church, you've probably heard a lot of this, but I don't want you to miss this. It's not about what you can do for yourself. It's not about how you act and how you perform and how good you think you are. Listen, church, the gospel message is all about this new life that God is wanting to give you. He's wanting to give it to you, and then he's wanting to move you in it. So I think a lot of us have grown up in the church, and we've missed it, and we've been under the bondage of trying to perform our way into God's love. And what I wanted to hear, and what I want you to hear me say is that this new life that he gives you, man, it is a gift and it is yours and he is the one who is in control of it. See, there's some people in this place today who have understood this and they have grasped it and they have said yes to this free gift of new life from Jesus Christ. Like they knew that one day they were this person and then the next day they were this brand new person. They understand this. And so that's why today we're here, church, and that's why we have this pool of water. Today we're getting ready to celebrate, celebrate baptism because there are people who are experiencing new life today. And so what I'm going to do this morning is I'm just going to ask us all just to bow our heads. There may be somebody in this place today and you've never experienced that freedom. You've never experienced that life change, life transition. You have no idea what it means to receive a brand new heart. But today you're willing and you're ready. And you're saying to yourself, I don't understand all of this Jesus stuff that you're talking about, but I am willing to be led. And Scott, if you're saying all it is is a gift and all I have to do is receive it, then I want it. And I want this relationship with Jesus that you all talk about. I'm just going to ask you today, right where you are, listen, I can't see many of you, but I'm just going to ask you if today is the day that you're saying to God, I need a new heart. Will you put it in me? And will you move me? Would you just stand to your feet right where you are? Just stand. Just stand where you are. Just look right here at me. All heads are bowed and eyes are closed, but it's just me and you, and it's the presence of God doing something very real in this place. Today, He is giving to you a brand new life. You see, He's taken the old one. The old is gone, and the new is here. Today, you are forgiven of your sins. 
through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Today, new life has come to you. Today is the day of salvation. Here's what God says to do next. Is that once we've said yes to Jesus and we've given him our life and we've asked him literally to invade our new heart, he says this. He says, get baptized. You see, baptism is not salvation. It has nothing to do with your salvation. Baptism is simply this. It is an outward expression of what is going on in your new life. So today, there are people who are getting ready to come forward. If that's you today, I'm just going to ask you to come right up here to my left. Right here. If that is you today, those of you who are getting baptized, would you just come right now? Guys, there are people coming. And what we want to do today is maybe you say in your heart that you love Jesus, but you have never gone public with that display. What I'm going to ask you to today, maybe you didn't come prepared. Maybe you didn't, you didn't come to this place with some fresh clothes. Scott, I don't even have a towel. That's okay. We have made a way for you. We have all the towels that you possibly could need. But I want to say today, if you have a love and a heart for Jesus, but you've never taken that next step, hey, why not today, church? And so I want to extend a towel to you if you're sitting there today and you're ready in your heart to take that next step. What I'm going to say is right now, just come. We have guys right here, Pastor Mitch, Pastor Brent, they are going to help you. Would you just come right now? If that's you, just come on. Just come right now. Hey, God, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for your Holy Spirit's presence that is driving us, that is moving us, that is speaking to us right now. God, I thank you for your son, Jesus, who died for us who died for us so that we could have a new life. This new heart that you are placing in people, God, it is what is going to drive us through your Holy Spirit's presence. And so God, right now, I cannot help but to think as these people, these children of yours, go public with their faith, I cannot help but to think that you are on your throne smiling at your beautiful children. God, thank you for new life. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, I want you to know something, church. I don't know how many people, but I know that there was one person here today that I could see that said that they are ready to give their life to Jesus and they want a new heart. So here at this church, Connection Church, we celebrate way louder than that, church. We celebrate more than that. We celebrate way more than that because that is why we do what we do in this place. And I want you to know when someone
one comes up out of this water in this place, we're not going to be quiet. We're going to cheer like it is the Super Bowl because someone's life is forever changed. Church, so I want to hear you this morning. Thank you. God bless. Let's do this thing.